The scripture reading today comes from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 to 15. Jesus says, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues or in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they, they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, and they want to be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard by their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Our devotion today. You know, I think it's so natural for us to think of prayer as a mostly private thing. The pouring out of our hearts to God and the concealment of our thoughts. Prayer is something we can do in the car on our way to work as we prepare to handle the stress of the day ahead. Sort of like a, a little pep talk with God. Prayer is what intertwines all the wrestling we do sometimes with our thoughts when we lie awake at night, worried and frustrated with the problems of life. It brings comfort and, and hope in the dark. Prayer is something we employ when a loved one is sick or suffering. It's the blessed assurance that our good and gracious God in heaven above sees and hears and knows the situation. Like I said, prayer is something we think of as mostly a personal and a private matter. What a blessing that we can always turn to the Lord and have a conversation. Then there are those occasions that someone maybe takes our hand and says, let me pray for you. Suddenly, something that is private becomes something we share with another. It's maybe sometimes a little awkward at first, but prayer between two Christians is an intimate and comforting thing. It's a, a blessing and a privilege to have someone else carry our load for a few minutes, articulating the words that address our trouble and our worry and our frustration, offering it up to God on our behalf. Sometimes we are maybe just too tired to pray, and so how wonderful to have a friend take up our cause. We can just breathe as they pray for us and, and let the prayer flow through us. Finally, there are those corporate prayers we say in church. These are the prayers said by the pastor while everyone else just listens. While these might sometimes seem boring because, well, our attention spans are probably way too short, or maybe because pastors do sometimes pray too long, <laughs> each prayer can be very 
special. These kinds of prayers are a profound thing for a whole community of people to, to gather together and lift up someone who is hurting and offer that petition to the Lord above, even if the words are only being said by the pastor alone. And yet none of, none of these examples adequately describe what the Lord's Prayer is. I mean, yes, on the one hand, it is a corporate prayer, and yet everyone's praying the words together at the same time, almost like a creed or a chant. Stranger still are the, the pronouns of the prayer. Notice they're all plural. Our Father, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I mean, the very implication here, the very clear implication, is that Jesus expects his followers will not just be together when they pray, but they will actually pray together when they say this prayer. I mean, this prayer reminds us that we're not just individuals who all believe in the same Savior, that we are actually his body, right? We are the family of God. This is the family prayer. Maybe more profound still is the fact that even on those occasions when we pray this prayer alone, maybe we're far away from our church family on a trip or, or just can't get to church one Sunday. Nevertheless, the very grammar of this prayer, by virtue of those pronouns, reminds us that we are never truly alone when we pray. Wherever we are, we are part of something bigger than ourselves and our own personal problems or our own circumstances. But do any of us say the Lord's Prayer when we are alone? Well, maybe we should. It's especially important for us to do this whenever we face those situations in life that leave us feeling isolated from others. I mean, conflict does this. When two Christians fight, it's a very sad thing. Perhaps each side needs to spend some time in prayer, specifically praying this family prayer, to be reminded that they are one in Christ, even if they have differences of opinion. There are also those times in life when life circumstances leave us feeling distanced from others and lonely. I'm thinking of all the individuals I visit in the nursing homes. Life in the nursing home can be very lonely indeed. For while you'd think that living in close proximity to other people your own age would give you lots of opportunity to have community, I'm not so sure that's always the case. Many older folks have trouble hearing or seeing and that makes communication hard. It can be easy for them to feel like they are a thousand miles from everyone, even in a room full of other residents. And then there's the sad fact that so often when a beloved member of the church or community goes into the nursing home, no matter how active they were in church and in the community activities, and no matter how many friends they had, once they're in the nursing home, it becomes way too easy for everyone else to move on with life and forget. Forget to visit. So many times I've heard residents say, my church has forgotten me. Now, while nothing is a substitute for true Christian community, I do encourage the saints that I visit in the nursing homes to regularly pray the Lord's Prayer. I remind them that through this prayer, even when they feel alone, they can remember that they are not truly alone. They are a part of a family, and they have a Heavenly Father who will never forget them. It's strange to me how many Christian parents don't teach their children to pray this family prayer. They often say they want their children to pray heartfelt prayers instead. And that's fine, I guess. I mean, surely there's no wrong way to pray. But what I know 
is that there will be times for all of us in life when our hearts war within us and our feelings contradict our faith. We also need a prayer then that teaches us the language of faith. Our Father, thy will be done. Forgive, lead, deliver, right? These words are important. And thus Jesus taught us not to heap up empty phrases, but to pray in an entirely different way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.